Welcome back, everybody, to the Bad Batch edition of the Fandalorian Club here on Apocflix Movies. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Hope everyone is doing absolutely fantastic out there. Uh, we are within reach of the finale of season two of the Bad Batch. Uh, we have one week left, two episodes, uh, but we are here to talk about the most recent episode 14 tipping point and my goodness what a tipping point it was mm -hmm. uh as usual i got mr brian avocino with me here today brian how you doing man long day it's four day work week for me and it's already been long you have but, nothing to complain about uh, so much to complain about though so much um but yeah good ready to talk some star wars for the next like hour and a half so, yeah. Yeah, for those watching uh, who may not know and also on audio, uh, we record our Bad Batch reviews before we go live for the Mandalorian review. Um, and if you do not see our Mandalorian review, it is up on the channel now. And we had Mr. Andres Cabrera with us yesterday, which was awesome. Uh, absolutely fantastic. I'm talking in future tense, but guess what? It's awesome. I love it. Uh, anyway, we're here to talk Bad Batch. Let's get into it because this is a very, very big episode for multiple reasons. Um, tipping point, we finally see an episode that has both the Bad Batch and Crosshair in the same episode. Uh, this is the first time in season two that the uh, those two sides have been in the same episode. It's either been a Bad Batch episode or it's either been a Crosshair episode. Um, and for good reason, it's obviously all going to come together next week in the two-part finale. Uh, but we also get the return of Echo in this one, which is very exciting. Obviously, very, very important and emotional for the Bad Batch. Um, so we get really two cool, interesting stories um, between everything happening with Echo and Pabu and Batch and, and whatnot. But also Crosshair and him coming to the realization of what he really needs to do. Uh, and he makes he makes an ultimate decision that could cost him his life here in the next few episodes. Uh, but Brian, initial reactions before we kind of dive into some uh, fine details here. What was your reaction to episode 14? That this season is way better than season one and not not way better, but it's really good. Um, and that this I think they've had more great episodes than season one has yeah and that this back half especially is like banger after banger and so it's been it's been fun because I, i'm not gonna lie like i was very like all right bad batch is back when it came back and now i'm like should i watch bad batch first or should i watch mando first it's a couple times so um yeah love where they're going with this i think next week's gonna be wild i honestly might watch bad batch before i watch mando next week um well keep in mind there's two of them so it's an hour that's what i mean like i'm genuinely thinking like i'm gonna go for that one first i'm gonna have to wake up at like 5 30 just to fit in all my star wars before work it's gonna suck but be awesome at the same time i would have to wake up at 4 30 next week whatever you choose to wake up early no i don't uh, yeah <laughs> you, you don't start work till later uh, -huh. uh you want to work out and do all those things um but yeah no it bad batch has been great this season great and like you're starting to really care 
about these characters and you didn't care before i did but like even see like little things it's like oh no like just kind of like i mean even crosshair like you kind of felt for him even though he's been like a fascist up until like recently like seeing him get freaking interrogated by a needle in the neck and like it's just like oh no like yeah i i I don't know this season's been really good really good and i'm nervous to see how this ends i still think crosshairs might die at the end yeah i mean he could have sealed his fate in this episode making the decision he did um i still hold out you know hope that they're gonna get him because it would just it would feel it would feel a little odd to not see them back together for at least like a little while let's say it couldn't happen and then he'd bite the dust but uh but back to this episode um I, yeah, I mean, it's it's the storytelling is it's off the charts right now. Star Wars TV in general is doing such a great job yeah. of uh, and, and all the timelines that they're doing. And I know that I'm just speaking on Mando and, and Batch right now, but uh, they really know how to make us care. Mm-hmm. Um, and really, like when this when this series started, right, it was it was all based on a, basically what was considered a backdoor pilot for the opening episode of clone war season seven. And everyone going into the series was like, I don't know if I care about them enough to get a full series of episodes and stories with these characters Mm -hmm. over two seasons. um, They have really dived into not just what makes these characters tick, but also the surroundings and emotional characters tick. Sure, tech. There you go. Um, <laughs> sure, why not? It was low hanging uh, fruit, and I had to go for it. But also, like the emotional attachments they have to the things around them, and we really care about what's going to happen to these characters. And like when uh, Mister D Bag Scientist Officer is coming in hunting for Omega, Dude, he's a wild villain. He like, is. He's he's a great villain. He's a great villain for this series specifically. Yes. But when he's coming in asking about omega all of us are watching like "Uh uh-uh bro no like nah that's not happening don't do that yeah and it's it's a rare occasion that and maybe not in star wars but maybe just in media in general but it's a rare occasion where we would have such a reaction to that when something happens like that but that's a testament to how they're telling the story how they're attaching us to these characters how we're seeing these characters um Season two has been no different. This episode was by far no different. It was fantastic from start to finish. I love what they're doing with it. I can't wait to get into the Echo stuff because mm-hmm. I loved it. I love, loved the Echo stuff. Yeah. Um, but the Crosshair stuff was just as good because it's obviously the most important aspect of it all. Yeah. I think he, the evil scientist guy. They gave him a name this episode too. Yeah. I got I to gotta find out the episode. Um... Hold on. He genuinely is one of the most like disturbing Star Wars villains, I feel like, in a long time. Like the way he talks, and it's just like a legit crazy scientist that is like willing to do whatever, whether that's like uh, chop up 
body parts uh, like just we, he just gives you the creeps kind of like when you're watching him talk and seems to get pleasure out of torture like especially the gas when he walked in and that one took a deep breath of it and stuff and he's like i've been exposed to this for a while you're you're just getting it's like whoa like this is like a, a new kind of Star Wars hemlock. The hemlock. Well, there you go. That's an evil uh, sounding name right there. So uh, you know yeah. what his ultimate plan is, right, Brian? I would assume to use Omega for cloning. So I don't know if this is exact, but I think he's the beginning of Dark Troopers. I think he is going to be like the initial kind of wave of creating dark troopers, which then eventually leads to Gideon yeah. doing it with um, Beskar. Cause who, what are they both involved in? God, they're both heavily involved in cloning. Yeah. I mean, it and... makes sense or Snoke. Please. Can we go one episode <laughs> without bringing up Snoke? Or Palpatine, please. Uh, just one episode. Well, I mean, Palpatine, like, I, I feel does have... I, well, Palpatine's alive right now, so that's a different story. I know, but I but... still think Palpatine, in some capacity, had, like, the second he took power... This is my opinion. second he took power, like, immediately started thinking ahead in the sense of... Like, I feel like he's had we, that. We saw that in the Clone Wars with the Zillow Beast. That's what I'm saying. And that's what yeah. I'm saying. Like, the fact that the Zillow Beast is back. The fact mm -hmm. that um, cloning is still at... Even though it's, like, on the hush-hush, like, it's still kind of, like, going around pretty strong. So I think, like... you, Sure, I'll give you the Snoke. But I, I think it's... I personally think Palpatine has, like... And especially seeing Tarkin again... This episode. Wait, so of... wait, you're saying that you think Palpatine has plan or has a hand in everything that's happening? Yeah. I, I think he's he's I never in I never thought that he didn't have control of it all. That's why I as much as you hate it, think like tiny like the Snoke thing is just low key kind of like like yeah. I don't know, I know. No, I don't think that he has the literal like, all right, I'm going to create Snoke. No, I, no, 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 no. But, but I'm saying like, I do genuinely believe that he is like right now trying to figure out a means to get to that. And that's low key kind of what's happening in the background. Well, let's just let's try to go an episode without talking about Snoke because that. Well, I mean, me. that's it's legit. That's legitimately how I view it. So I don't. Not, well, I, I know the cloning aspect, but I don't think it has anything to do with Snoke right now. Like, I think Snoke's a while off personally. I know. But in in law. Yes, I completely agree. But I'm saying it as, in the sense of that Palpatine clearly is trying to. Find some way of cloning a force sensitive person in the background. Oh, I never uh, thought that was a, a question. Yeah, exactly. And that's what I mean. Because, because of Mando, obviously and them with Grogu, everything with Grogu. So. Exactly. And in the long run, it results in Snoke as much as no, you know, that's, that's fine. But Snoke, Snoke and, that, and not... that's, that's all I mean in comparison. Like, oh, I, no, I knew, I knew that. I know that. Yeah, yeah of course. And I don't think like, he's Snoke's going to just like walk in and be like, what's up everyone. Like, it's just, no, I just think that 
this is a very long woven thread that at the end yeah, it's, it's not it, it goes up until he dies with return of the jedi we know from exactly. books and stories that that cloning is palpatine's priority number one like that's yeah. he creates bases around the galaxy you know just for those who didn't read the books maybe watching which i doubt that's the case but essentially what happens in canon outside of the movies and television palpatine for let's just put a number on it and say 30 years 35 years essentially creates cloning facilities and bases around the galaxy on desolate planets mm-hmm. where he can rise again. And we saw it in, uh, was it battlefront two oh. <laughs> with, um, with, uh, what's her name? Who's the main character of battlefront? Are you 2? talking Inferno squad Infer? Well, yeah, but who's the main character? Uh, oh. Um, um, oh my, oh my god, god that's gonna drive me nuts. We look like absolute morons right now. No, well, who thought we were gonna end up in Inferno Squad? Um, the reason why I brought it up is because what is her name? It's uh, Iden Versio. Iden. So in Battlefront 2, we see Palpatine's dead at this point, mm-hmm. we see a hologram version of. Yeah, we see a hologram version of him rise from the ashes. Yeah. Uh, so cloning is a whole thing with Palpatine from the second he becomes Chancellor to the second he dies. Like, it's just a gigantic thing. Anyway, back to the Bad Batch, everybody. Um, Which also, I will say, to kind of tie this back in, low-key, do think that the reason they're bringing the clones to Montanus is to experiment on them for oh no no question no question that's why they want that's specifically why they want 99 yeah because they're kind of like the super version of them yeah um i mean it's kind of it's it is very i know we went off on a tangent that goes to seven eight nine but it is kind of cool like even if it's small little like breadcrumbs to think that this is now being set up as far as like episode two and three to something that happens so far yeah, away. 30 years in the future, basically. Yeah. So it is. I, I'm cool. putting a number on because uh, it's 20 years between three and four, roughly 10 years between four and six ish. No exact date. I mean, there might be an exact date out there, but um, anyway. All right, Brian, we have like five minutes left now. Because uh, we went off on a tangent, but um, but it's all relevant. Yeah, it is. Uh, let's talk about Echo. Uh, and I don't know if you knew this, but did you see the Rebels cameo in this episode? No, I might have missed it because I watched it at work. So Clone Trooper Gregor was in this episode. Oh yes, 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 Rex- yes. Okay. I okay, yes. I Who is obviously one of Rex's? Uh, yeah. He's Rex, Wolf, and Gregor are the three that we meet in Rebels yes. down the line. I could tell they are the, the three players. remaining clones. Um, and unfortunately, we we don't see Gregor past a certain point. Yeah. Um, but he was in this episode, which means either he escaped or Rex rescued him, mm-hmm. which I obviously lean a little bit towards the latter. Um. We also get Fireball, which is one of the coolest clone names of all time. Mm-hmm. Uh, also a super cool helmet. Um, but yeah, and look, we we number of episodes ago we saw Echo go off with Rex and like I need to I need to do this for myself. I got to help my brothers, etc. Because unlike the Bad Batch, Echo was originally a normal clone. 
Yeah. Like those, like he fought alongside like those rather where the bad batch were kind of outcasted doing their own little thing. Um, so it meant a lot more to him than it did someone like Hunter or tech or Wrecker. Um, it was just really nice to see no matter how short lived it was, it was very nice to see what they were doing yeah. and how they were doing it. Um, it made sense. And it, I'm glad it wasn't for like this super long period of time. I didn't need a full episode of it. Yeah. And it, it was a good amount of time between like, okay, oh no, he's gone to like, oh, okay, now he's back. Like, it didn't yeah. feel like it was like, oh, they're trying to make us sad that he's gone. And then the next episode, it's like, oh, he's back. Like, yeah. you know, like it, it was a good amount of time. And <clears throat> like, when you saw him, you're like, oh yeah, it goes back. Like type feeling. Well, I love that he was leading a group um, and he was commanding it. He was kind of pulling the punches, which obviously makes sense. He's very experienced. Uh, like we mentioned, the Gregor cameo was great. Um, seeing Hauser was awesome. It's such, again, another cool clone name. I love the clone names. That's just so cool. Yeah. Um, but also, we got a fun little sequence of Omega learning how to fly, which I is awesome. So hard. But tech. putting her and tech together is the best yes. part. Like obviously tech is the flyer. He's the one controlling the so ship funny. out of, out of the three of them. But, and he's obviously the one who is kind of the most like freaky deaky about things. And you put, mind. you put a 12 to 14 year old in, in the seat of a pretty important ship. Yeah. I'd be holding on for dear life as well. Um, but I do love, off. I do love when, when he gave, he gave her the okay to do the tech move, which is awesome. Yeah. It's so. like, I don't like that, but I like the name. Yeah. Yeah. I just love the part where she goes, the alarm didn't go off this time. He's like, that's because you broke it last time. Like, I love, I love, I love the sequence. I thought it was fantastic. I love that Hunter's just like watching like a proud dad, but also being like, yeah, I'm torturing tech right now. Yeah. 100% what he was thinking. Yeah. I'm, I love that tech is getting so much screen. He was my favorite from the beginning. So it's like seeing the dorky guy with glasses. I get tortured basically by this little girl. Uh, it's yeah, it's enjoyable. I, I this show is doing real. I mean, Star Wars animation we talk about it all the time. It just there's nothing compared to it. I it's, agree. Yeah, and I, I, I know we're gonna get a heart ripped out next week, and I'm just dreading it. I feel like something, something is just gonna gut punch us. I just feel it because that villain, that bad guy is too hemlock. Yeah. He's so obviously they're like, they're trying to get information from crosshair and we only have a few minutes, but they're trying to get information from crosshair to find out where the bad batch are. I got the feeling after this episode that the bad batch are going to go to them. Oh, a hundred percent. Cause like crosshair genuinely doesn't know where they are. mm -hmm. Like he know, like, and I mean, he did say, like, you might not know where they are, but you know how to get a hold of them, which ended up being happening. He sent out that message and they picked it up and whatever. So, yeah, no, they're for sure going to go to him. hundred. Yeah, I, I think they're probably going to track wherever that tra transmission came from or use yeah. the data that Echo was able to uh, get from the ship to find out where the, they are taking the clones. Either way, it looks like the finale is going to be taking place on Mount Tantus, which I think is the best place for it. Um, I think it was hyped up in season one from the very beginning and, and it just makes sense for the finale to be taking place there. So I think we're going to get our clone rebellion. I hope so. 
I think so. so. I think that we're going to realize how many clones are in the mountain and then something, it's just going to be like a all out, like, yeah, wild thing. If if I had to throw my prediction in the hat, like I would assume they're going to go there, stage like a a mass jailbreak and it's just going to be this like clone rebellion type thing. So I would agree. That's that's what I would put my guess at. Uh, all right, everybody. Well, uh, this will be our last recorded review of the Bad Batch season two. We're going to be doing it live next week mm-hmm. because it's the finale. It's a double whammy. Uh, Brian and I will be live on Thursday. We cannot be able to do it on Wednesday because of Mando, obviously. Um, Unless so we be... absolutely can't wait. <laughs> Unless we absolutely can't wait, which it very well could change. It very, very well with, could change. So with Jake and I. So right now, tentative Thursday evening is when you will see this at this, not this time, six o'clock Pacific is our normal time for the Fandalorian Club. Uh, it'll be for both episodes. The finale will be discussing season two in its entirety. Um, but if it ends up being on Wednesday, we will keep you guys updated. Uh, follow our Discord. Join the Discord because we keep all the information there for everybody that is there. Obviously on Twitter as well. Uh, we'll be posting stuff. And then, of course, subscribe to the YouTube channel where you can obviously see when things get posted to go live. And all that type of stuff. So, uh, thank you guys so much for watching. We appreciate you all. Hope you guys are enjoying Bad Batch. Make sure you also check out our Mandalorian edition of the Fandalorian Club, mm-hmm. uh, which is every Wednesday at 6 o'clock Pacific. Uh, it's myself and Brian and a guest every single Wednesday. But for now, hope you guys are enjoying Bad Batch. Have a great rest of your week, and we will catch you guys next time. Bye, guys.